I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Pure evil. I want to buy some uh, radio ad time. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Noel John Toohey. We got Carmack in the back, and this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm always waiting for you to sneak something in. I do. I, and I like to just get I like to do it in the offbeat so that it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's like a, and like I try my best not to imitate you or like, you know what I mean, like add on to it. Like it, it, it's a bitch. It's, <laughs> but um but something you touched on there is like, oh dear, and the reason you mentioned that was because we came back uh, one more time before we ended the year. This is the last potty snatchers of the year. And um, we came back with uh, ant- with Antlers, the Scott Cooper directed uh, mm. long awaited horror uh, long awaited, yeah, because yeah. it was supposed to come out. I think uh, early last year, pandemic, lockdown, all that jazz, and we had to wait till uh, the fucking autumn of this year, early winter. Um, so I don't know if that's going to benefit in the long run because usually with uh, the more anticipation increases, oftentimes the expectations also increase along with it. The witch. Yeah, which that was a uh, bit of a non-event in my family. Uh, and I, I was, uh, I was looking, and I, I got into, it, I got a little bit OCD about that movie, and I was checking like every day to see if there was anywhere I could watch it, you know. Um, and I mean every day for a while. Yeah. And uh, then when it did come out, and again, it's not the film's fault. The film was always just going to be this is the film and this is how good it is. But again, yeah. weight of expectations crushed it. Yeah, yeah, and it's because the thing is, like, the longer you wait for something, the more you build it up in your head, and it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Yeah, yeah, and like, what, what did you feel? Were you eagerly anticipating the release of Antlers? Actually, again, not to, again, we're talking about the Antlers, not the Witch. So this is the last thing I'll say on it is that the Witch taught me that. Just yeah. take a step back. Yeah, it comes out when it comes out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. antlers, yes, I, I I felt I felt like my uh, horror boner was definitely teased by, mm. by 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 But when I actually got to it, I was able to just like I didn't know everything about it. I didn't know much yeah. about it. I, I knew what the trailer told you, which yeah. isn't a terrible lot of anything. Um, I didn't know it was going to be so folklore based and stuff like that. So no, I was okay. I went into it with a pretty even keel, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I wasn't blown away. It was a well above average film. Well yeah. above average film. There's a lot of things in it that I loved, and. Mm maybe pacing issues or something i guess we're going to do a bit of a dive but no I, yeah. what about you did you uh yeah no i i enjoyed it my anticipation for it was insane like uh like uh, anytime i see a fresh take on a creature feature i didn't even know it was a wendigo story like you know i didn't know until i was watching the movie when the, uh, the native american they just said it like about over halfway mark they actually said yeah, the word and i was like yeah even seeing the monster i, I still yeah. didn't because you know you i, I picture a bonobos kind of monster yeah yes yeah yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same. Like any and any supernatural fan out there knows the word Wendigo. Um, coming from Native American folklore, it's supposed to be this amazingly um, hard creature to kill. It uh, lives in the woods. It feeds off people. I think it can turn other people into Wendigos, somewhat similar to a werewolf by biting them or through blood transfusion and through a wound or whatever or saliva. And um, like in Supernatural, one of my favorite episodes actually focuses on the Wendigo in season one. I think it is one of the earlier episodes. And so. And it's it's cool to see 
different folklores like these creature features like uh, werewolves we've seen a lot you know what I mean I'm someone that loves werewolves you know what I mean you'll all find out soon why but uh, <laughs> um, but like I, I love werewolves I love vampires as much as anyone um, plugs they have been... shame to self-plugging yeah. werewolves vampires <laughs> vampires not yet <laughs> but you know it just it's cool to see different elements of different folklores coming into this creature feature Put, kind of uh, right more you know? I actually feel like um, uh, there there isn't enough super. It's horror has been with that with a number of exceptions, but it's been a little bit more grounded of late. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying I personally enjoy a good supernatural horror. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy that 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 unseen force, the devil. I don't care. I just yeah. enjoy that in a horror film. I enjoy the tense and suspense that comes from supernatural. And so I yeah. when I was watching this and I realized it's it's, it's full blown supernatural, which you find out earlier on because of the father who's in the meth lab down the down the mine i had no idea i thought they were miners for most i thought they were miners too <laughs> i honestly did and the rain was like i think they're meth dealers and i'm like what yeah, like, she's like i'm pretty sure i was a meth lab <laughs> and sheila she, yeah sheila said to me she goes i think he's after giving him like a bar of coke or something yeah. <laughs> you know, of coke and it's meth yeah. like something like i was just like no what he is is yeah. a man who loves his child. It's <laughs> <You know? laughs> so he's big into hygiene. Yeah, he's big into hygiene, and he doesn't want his kid back there because you know chemicals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because you know? he just wants his soot on his fresh little skin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Creepy. With and, that. Uh, but I, I thought it was a great. It was a great opening. I, I tell you one thing that because I'm only going to say it now because I think I might forget later. I love the fact that they are some of our main protagonists are based around a brother and sister dynamic. Yeah, uh, instead of a husband wife dynamic, because I fucking hate romance in films. Yeah, it so rarely adds anything to it, especially horror. Especially horror, and yeah. I like the brother sister dynamic. Yeah, and I was like, okay, and just straight away, I felt like I was off the hook for one of my own personal dislikes in movie. I'm on the hook for supernatural. You got me, yeah. and I'm off the hook for romance. Oh yeah, that's two for I, two right there. I, I don't think uh, Scott Cooper and the casting agents of this movie understand how genes work. Because they don't look like they're related at all. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like not even like, a little, like. No, no, no. no. I mean, you know, you just... look like the same species. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Matt Damon. <laughs> I mean, just imagine just Cat Dennings and Wesley Snipes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, bro! Cat Dennings would nearly pull it off, though. Yeah, she probably... <laughs> Boundless enthusiasm for things is just infectious. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I like, you know, they had their own trauma, which juxtaposed against, obviously, the kid is going through something permanently, aggressively, presently traumatic, but they didn't... I don't think they bogged it down too much. Maybe they could have dialed it down a little, but their own trauma was used to just as a... As why she gets obsessed with the kids. I don't think it bogged itself down in her story. I think it was very much so about um sorry, who was our who's our main um little kid? It's uh Lucas. Um and I thought he was excellently casted. Did you think the kid the kid had that air about him for such a young actor? He had that he looked traumatized, he carried himself extremely well, I thought. <laughs> 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 did you did you see? I sent you a message. You sent me a message, did you? <laughs> yeah. Um but uh yeah, no, no, he did. He played the role really well. Um uh he just he just looked so f- <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you wanna know what we're laughing at, we usually record this on Zoom as well as Audacity, but we forgot to this time. <laughs> we forgot to press the button. 
It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> this is why we record externally. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we record externally. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, the little kid that played Lucas, he was really, really good. I love um. Do you know it kind of uh, harkened uh, back to the old possession stories? Do you know where like uh, a kid that's possessed that uh, loves drawing? And a parent comes across these really dark, menacing drawings because this is what the kid is going through mentally, and they're portraying that in their artwork. And like it kind of harkened back to that, what we've seen a lot of those old possession or old haunting stories. It's always, um, yeah, you're right, it's always a kid's, yeah. a kid's um, drawings. And it's just like, oh, here's mommy and here's daddy, and then there's this big black shadow empty. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, it scares the shit out of you. Like it's just, um, but I, and I love the, the, the story he told in class. About uh, baby bear, big bear, and, sli- and little bear, yeah. like that—that that was fucking amazing. Well, like, I love the fact that he told it with his pictures. Yeah, you could see over his shoulder, and you could see that he was just turning the pages, and it was just like four pictures, and he told three pictures, whatever, and he just told yeah. the entire story through. And the teacher, from her perspective, wouldn't have known that. And and I just thought that was—that's the thing. Like this is a this is a thirty-five pound child. This is a tiny, <laughs> tiny little man, like. And yeah. he just so comfortable, and he just you body really, shaming that kid, man. But he was so browbeaten, you know what I mean? Like he, he looked, he didn't, he was just such. I don't know when you see somebody that that that's, he looks that's like young and ni- small, and you think that God, he's he's got so much gravitas to him. You almost he think looked, like a striking actor, you know? He looked to me like a nineteenth-century industrial worker. Yes, completely malnourished, always dirty, nearly like soot-stained. You yeah. know that kind of thing, like that's what he looked to me like. Sharp uh, features, yeah. Right? You know what I mean, like memorable yeah. kind of features, and uh, uh, but I thought, you know what I mean, like again, just a, a kid who is way ahead of his years as an actor. Yeah, he really was. He was so comfortable. Like, like sometimes just you have you're, there's something going on, and a kid takes you out of it because you can tell that they obviously need a little bit more, and that's because they're a child, a literal child, yeah. like you know. Yeah, but just they need a little bit more direction. Yeah, they're learning on the job, and they need a little bit more direction and stuff, and not. And uh, but with this, I didn't find it at all. I found he was able to carry scenes completely on his own, stuff like. Yeah. And I mean completely on his own because the scenes where he's at home and he's feeding these father slash kid brother and nobody a little bit with the brother he talks but he doesn't talk to the father essentially the scene is all carried uh, visually so you need to express completely and totally with the character itself and yeah, your scenario where, where he's finding like roadkill for a lack of a better term and bring them back home for food and putting on a headlamp and, yeah. and and going upstairs and he's slow and he's staggering his steps because he's obviously scared but he has to do it he doesn't have a choice I, I, yeah. I bought all of that and I, I just think that's such a strong there's, there's actors who get paid way too much money who have long long IMDB lists who are not as good as this 12 year old 11 year old <laughs> child Simple yeah as that, like. I love the part, the way, uh, I love the way, like, the kind of, the hint at it at the start in the meth lab, and then it kind of jumps into the story, um, and we don't see the transition from the father coming from the meth lab to coming home with the sickness, and then they tell it in that little, the little story he reads to the class, because that gives you, in that little short moment, they give you the entire backstory for what occurred, and they, like, and they kind of portray clearly enough but it's hinting at it that it's like wrapped up in a little kid's story, the big bear, the little bear, daddy bear, all that kind of stuff. Where, Because yeah. uh, that kind of, that little moment helps you figure out what occurred after the mine, in between the mine and uh, the kind of cut to, and when we see him going to school and shit at the start, you know, that kind of way. But, this, is um, some, this is something we've right? talked about before, you know, something that should be, we've said, oh, this might have worked as a TV series. Or this could have just been a film because they had to drag it out to make it a TV series. I think yeah. this one is actually somehow both. 
where yeah. they use pacing very, very well in these instances where yeah. again the kid's story like you said or even just a, just a short introduction of what's going on inside the house it has so much dramatic value that it, yeah. it kind of you like you can move on you don't you don't feel like they've spent too long or too little on the story and looking about it now i feel like i need to fault this film somewhere but i find that hard on the, to actually say where there was just something that felt lacking in this film can you fill out that blank for me I think for me, like if you have something so rich as terms of Native American lore and you're going to try and take advantage of that, maybe have a bit more of the creature earlier on in the movie. Yeah. Uh, even though like I'm it's not... good, like I, you know, always at the start, there's always that, like, ah, like you know, like it's the the soldiers in aliens, and it's yeah. you know, the headlights turning, and and then just the face, and there's viscera, and, and that works. But yeah, it, mm. you didn't see a lot of it. That would have been cool. But there was something else. There was something that was. Um... I don't know. Uh, it was something like one little aspect of the story that they should have told you, who's deep uh, done a lot of lots of deep dives into lore. Yeah, probably know better than I. No, I just think that like if you're going to focus on Native American lore and the Windigo in particular, that maybe you need to flesh out the actual lore of the Windigo a bit more, because it felt like they spoke a little bit about it, but they kind of moved past it because there was so much character development you need to do a little Lucas and you had to really develop his relationship with Curry Russell's character you had to develop Curry Russell's relationship with Jesse Plemons character um, Lucas uh, his relationship with his uh, mutating father and the little uh, his little brother so Julia I being think, the teacher Paul being the sheriff Lucas and yeah yeah um, so I just think that like uh, I'm all for character development but when you're making a creature feature, there's two things that are extremely important, and that's the establishment of the lore, because that creates the rules and how you're supposed to kill it, and mm. then the creature itself. And then I think the main thing that I lacked a little bit on both of them was uh, establishing the lore, um, going really uh, doing a little bit of a deep dive into that, because sometimes that's the most fun part of these movies, when people are trying to figure out how to kill the creature. Cause they yeah, have to those go into like the um, illustrated books that they take out. I know they kind of did, going they through news reports that. in the library. Do you know those? Yeah, old, what yeah. Warren Stokes, who was uh, a, a Native American retired sheriff, yeah, who who was that was consulting on the case. He was he the information the character. So yeah, sometimes like we talk about this, uh, where people are looking for explanations. But sometimes you wake up in a post-apocalyptic world. The internet's gone. The, the phones are down. It's at the story. It's, should be told from your perspective of somebody who couldn't yeah. possibly know what's going on. But if you yeah. are going to do explanations, then do it. Yeah. Don't yeah, cause... like do one or the other. And I'm fine with both, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah but I maybe, think... yeah, maybe don't sit in the middle so much. Yeah, maybe maybe they could have um see I've only seen this once. So did they really do a deep dive into like people missing? Like there should have been no. this constant thing no, no, of no, people no, missing. Didn't. This constant no. thing. Like one Again, just one do, view two nights ago. Yeah, but no, you, yeah, you need to really lean on the fact that this is a reoccurring thing, that this has been happening for a long time. And then you do your deep dive into the... So you do what you do is you do a real, real world um, explanation where it's missing people constantly going. So you have a cop, Jesse Plemons character, looking for missing people. And at the same time, you have another character, Curry Russell, developing uh, the fucking lore. So she should be deep diving into the lore while he's deep diving into all these missing people cases. And then the two of them are supposed to converge later on where the real world meets fantasy. And then you have the introduction of them meeting interactions with them and the creature. And I think that's maybe where it lacked a little bit that they should have conveyed the 
the presence of the Wendigo being something that's occurred, that's been happening for a long, long time, yeah. and people go missing around these parts, that yeah, kind of thing, like, you know. It do an excellent job of that, if you look at yeah. it, because that, that was another Missing posters, of, constantly being missing covered posters, over. Const- yeah, missing posters over missing posters, that was such a powerful... Yeah, and then there was, um, mm. you know, the kid who said, like, you know, he who had just moved into town, so the town's effect hadn't got into him. He was saying, no, it's like three times yeah. the national average for murders and even at six times or five times for kids. Ben, and that was Ben. Ben, that's right. And uh, they, I don't know, they really, I, I just, I, they showed pictures through the ages of like, you know, whatever, such a play building that went up in 1910 and then in yeah. 1940, whatever. So yeah, no, I, I do. And it doesn't take an awful lot of time. And there was like, I don't want to go after the pacing of this film too much because I actually thought the pacing was quite good for yeah. the most part. So I guess I yeah. would just say that there was moments, lulls, that they could have filled without losing anything Yeah, where they could have fleshed out that. I think visit, visit to a library, so go to a hall of records, yeah, you know, like we go into an archives. Yeah. Just a bit of an investigation going on because Jesse Plemons' character in it was like, yeah, people, people, people are missing or something. Uh, yeah, I guess. He was very much so hot. just... He was, he, I know, he was trying to play a slightly uh, uh, disaffected Paul, Me- Paul Meadows was his character, Sheriff Meadows. To me, he, he trying- I think he's the closest thing we have to Philip Seymour Hoffman right now. In the way yeah, you know what I mean? Because he's not like the, that, that classically handsome. He's a guy that looks like he could actually be the thing that he's supposed to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, the everyday like man he, look. The everyday man kind of look. And even like he was a sheriff. And he, I, I thought he did a really good job because a lot of people like, I'm the sheriff. But he was yeah. very much so like a guy who is now apathetic. because of apathetical and because he's like I guess got seniority is now yeah. a sheriff it wasn't yeah. this like guns a blazing kind of thing he was very much so like okay uh, what do we do next he goes uh, go back to the station we'll uh, uh, we'll do this we'll do this you know he was very yeah. well, he was he was reactive and not proactive and I like that about him because that's it's, it, he mentioned it earlier on it's like, it's like do you like this job because some nobody else wanted it or something somebody nobody has to do it nobody else wanted it you and someone had to do it yeah, yeah and it was only other one other guy that seemed even more apathetic than him yeah you know so I just think yeah. it was a case of like so, so to me that seems like it felt like maybe people have been going missing I don't know I just like I think I would have liked to see a bit more of a deep dive uh, on the investigatory side of it and into the lore because you have a cop investigating something that's lore filled then the investigation should intertwine with something that's like like even if he, he was, was reasonably sceptical and I'm, I'm, yeah. I, 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 he was reasonably sceptical like, but she was into it so have her look yeah. into news reports and yes. people you know what I mean uh, survivors I saw this creature you know what I mean that kind of thing yeah. like, you especially know? like a hunter who was yeah. like uh, you know somebody looking down somebody looking down the long lens who's like mm. far enough I was sight out of mind to have like it's, witnessed exactly. it and you don't have to believe him but you can and it goes to the case where she keeps investigating and keeps investigating and investigating and then on to the point where she literally leads her to that guy what's his name uh, the Stokes guy uh, um, Sheriff Stokes uh, Sher- uh, Sheriff Warren, Stokes Warren, Warren Stokes retired so, Sheriff Stokes yeah so she, that, like I was thinking like if you have her um, doing this where she's constantly looking so she keeps investigating 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 while your man's mi- looking through all these missing people trying to link it to the current missing people and then like she literally goes to Mr. Stokes eventually saying are these reports true uh, you know what I mean and you can even have the two of them coming together and both of them approaching Sheriff Stokes and then that's where you can have the two uh, investigations and he, he can still remain sceptical like oh I don't believe in ghost stories or yeah. monster stories uh, but, like you know people have been going missing here forever and she's probably like yeah but I think they're going missing for the same reason or something you know what I mean yeah but um, I just think yeah I just think 
for a movie like this that was so like had a cop um investigating or so central to its uh, narrative and you have a person that so that seemed to be a lot more open-minded to the lore that i don't think it focused heavily enough on the, the aspects of what i really could have done you know it could have been really should like i'm always saying this though but I, I like i'd like to see a lot of these horrors be more procedural in how they approach the supernatural aspects and the missing things like you know i think the best thing that does this is supernatural it's t it's pretty much a procedural cop show but they do deal with demons and angels and monsters yeah and i think supernatural do that the best like you know where they keep that procedural element as if they're two detectives trying to solve a crime just the the, the perpetrator happens to be a monster you know what i mean yeah but the rules of engagement kind of remain the same yeah exactly yeah. like you, you know whatever that there's murders going on somebody needs to be stopped or somebody needs to be saved both yeah 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 exactly right. yeah and it's, it's all about finding clues except the clues are ways of killing monsters instead of catching criminals where i tell you where i will fight fight the man who yeah. said who who goes after the practical effects whoever was oh my god practical effects for this film um, i'll amazing. fight the man amazing, amazing. Amazing. I'll go one step further. I'll go on the record and say God tier. I thought oh, that the, the cadavers beautiful. The cadavers were beautiful. You know, where the father finally. I don't know if it's a case of where you you feed on so much meat that you that you reach a critical mass, or that yeah. it, it just happens in time because the mutation is just headed maturation. Okay, maturation of it. Yeah, it's something like that because it's, it's mm. inevitable anyway. I suppose one whether it's one thing or the other or both. Yeah. Um, but he just busts out of his own husk. His body becomes a husk, and he kind of <laughs> like. Uh, but like when they came in and seen that, or the the, the body of the other guy that was in the metal lab, lab yeah. with, uh, Weaver at the start, Lucas's dad, uh, where he shows up, I just thought they were incredible. Some of the yeah. best I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure yeah no the the creature design was incredible and then as you said Absolutely the cadavers look so real they just look so real even just the, the 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 milky the milkiness of the eyes and the face and the expression and the open chest and the, the smoothness of the inner cavity of the, of the ribs and you're just like as a guy as, as as somebody who's kind of like grown up and you've watched an awful lot of horror and gore it's goof i've seen everything from goofy to really well done and this is absolutely amongst the best i've ever seen like if this is a staple that we could have somehow hit like you know if we've just got good enough with ballistics and silicon and what what have you that this can be going forward i'm very excited yeah that no, was it, fantastic. Shows, it shows you still what the strength um or the strength that um practical effects has and in, in over cgi like you know yeah the, it's it really does pop off the screen because you know it's there and it's like oh they're in the room with it that's the yeah. thing that like we're still so far away it's from tangible. 100 it's tangible we're, mm. it's, we're still so far away of been having like a doctor go look at this taking a pen or a, a scalp or whatever getting into it and just like cutting away or whatever and been able to say this is something that i'm in the room with it just it isn't actually real flesh and human it's yeah. not and that's but for all effective purposes inside of the story narrative it is that's fantastic I, I i get i get goosebumps when i see it doing well because it because i think we've moved too far away from it so well, i i i i, I, I give it yeah practical effects so it gets a hundred percent for me when i see it i think i just need to i need to applaud it you know yeah no no i really did not sang of the the fucking classics of the 80s and early 90s and um no, I, I really like and uh, I thought that as you said the cadavers and shit looked awesome but um, for me being a pure fucking creature hound I'm a pure monster buff you are you know yeah, you um, are even uh, of the two of us and it pains yeah. me to admit it but I, <laughs> yeah. I have to tip just, my cap it's so yeah it's one of my most uh, favourite things in the world is creature features 
and to see a new design that's so awe-striking as the Wendigo design in this movie when his father fully, as you says, drops his skin like a husk and he gets the antlers and he kind of goes full Wendigo and he has that like fiery heart in his chest. Yeah. Like that imagery is incredible and the way they, what they did was, was beautiful. They darkened a lot of the backgrounds so that heart really fucking popped off the screen yes. when it was on him, like the fiery parts of his body. Yes. Just fucking awesome. It was so well done. Beautifully so well done. done. Yeah. Mm. And then when they when they finally um defeat the the defeat might even be the right word because it's it's all very tragic and less of a like a you know, Neo versus Anderson kind of yeah. narrative. It wasn't, it's all tragic. Um yeah. but when they kill the father, I'm gonna say, and then the younger brother Aiden, I think. Uh, starts to show the actual latter stages of the human that, side of the transformation. Is that why the father kept him? Sorry for cutting across. Is that why the father? Yeah, kept yeah. Him? It was. It, him? it kind of. Yeah, exactly. Straight away when I seen the father wouldn't like, wouldn't let go of him and brought him with him and wasn't hurting him. So it reminded me of uh, Alien Three Ripley. Yeah, you know where the alien comes in, uh, but like his actual instincts, his survival instincts, his whole code is just like oh pregnant or intubated or whatever the word yeah and he moves away so it was exactly that thing where it's like the procreation of its own species it was so far from human at that stage that it was literally yeah. just a wendigo and the sun was a wendigo and waiting and that's how they procreate or whatever but when the sun but the, the little kid who's only seven i think he's supposed to be when yeah. he starts getting the glowing heart thing and he's just a tiny little lad like I was like, uh, and the film hadn't been, it never lost me so much that when it introduced really, really harsh gravitas, I actually felt it. Like I thought it was, you know, it was, I thought it was well done. The the actors were so good. <clears throat> you know, the actors were so good and the story was told well enough that I, I despite the fact that he, he said, and I think you're right, that's what I think was missing. The X factor that I couldn't put my finger on was ex, ex, um, kind of fleshing out the, the lore. Um, yeah. But I, I felt for every character in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It plays on your emotions quite well. Like, like it's it's almost a character piece that just happens to have a window going on. Exactly. You know that kind of way. Like, it's a deep dive almost into poverty, parental neglect, the uh, methamphetamine epi epidemic in America, drug addiction, all of these things, and it just happened to be the father turned into a window. You know that kind of thing. Like, and just like it shows you that pretty much. If you give into these things, how monstrous you can become, and this is kind of like this, that kind of in the most literal sense that like this father that was given into like drugs and neglect to his children, and he had a met lab and all this shit that literally like the 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 worst deep parts of the the worst demons that you could kind of suffer upon came out and saw him and found him, you know that kind of way in a kind of yeah very physical sense, an overly know? literal sense of like yeah. your demons and you know again that's what sometimes storytelling kind of is. It's it's the expressions we use. Yeah, devil on your shoulder and there's probably mm. like a, a literal devil sitting on your shoulder. You know, it is it is a brought to a kind of extreme kind of literal. Yeah, that devil's called cocaine, by the way, people. Just so yeah. You know. It's a good thing we don't have any of those drugs here on the uh, Utopia we call Ireland. Uh, <laughs> fucking Ireland. But uh, <laughs> I, but uh, all in all, like if you were to put it into a three-star rating system called the MDK rating system, just came up with it. Does it get an M and a D, but not the K? Uh, uh, um, yeah, no, three stars is very low. Though I prefer the three stars is very 10. low. Yeah, yeah, but you can yeah. go six stars because you can have like a, a, I give it an M and a half D. <laughs> do you give it the full D? Yeah. <laughs> Always, well, like, <laughs> not at first. You have to kind of yeah. ease it in there. 
I was know, actually just went, about to give it a K, whatever. but but then I pulled out the D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are many flaws in my rating system. I'm backing away from it instantly. Before I went full D again. <laughs> Before I went full D again, yeah. I just want to go, mmm. If you had to score, like if you had to do a Roger uh, Ebert, is, 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 did I get the name right? Have I fucked yeah. up that guy's name? Um, yeah, Ebert. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, if I had to, yeah, like, I mean, they would get two thumbs up from me yeah. if I had to go. But like, I mean, honestly, I, I your racism's all over the place. It, it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two thumbs and an M. And an two thumbs. I have to put the stars. What I mean, you know, it'd be a tomato, but it would yeah. have a slightly grey bit on the back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's slightly fresh. It's like one of them beef tomatoes. You know those kind of ones, not cherry tomato. Yeah. You know, not cherry tomato. Yeah. yeah. So all in all, I give it half DMK stars of the tomato. It, it's a cherry tomato with a slightly thick skin. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how cold it is. <laughs> Depends how cold it is. But I, I, you know, I, I, I nitpick it, even though yeah. I felt that the film catered to a lot of the things that I love yeah. in horror, and then maybe that's because I nitpick it. Yeah, be, you know, because it actually gets to be in a conversation with some of the really, yeah. really cool horrors. Like the best kind of supernatural horror film I've seen in the last few years is Hereditary, yeah. and this was a really good film, but it was no Hereditary. Yeah. So well, I, no, I preferred it to Hereditary. Hereditary. Really, really. Yeah, Hereditary. Hereditary is a bit of a slog, isn't it? Hereditary, oh man, I, I just thought the, 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 the culmination of the story just yeah. gave me chills. I just I, I prefer Midsummer to Hereditary. Really? Yeah, Midsummer yeah. was another good one. Midsummer I love Florence Pugh, one. though. I'm, I love Florence Pugh. Like, like in every fucking, sense of the word? Yeah, oh man, have you seen Hawkeye recently when she played Elena? Oh my God. I am four episodes in. Yeah, the fifth episode. Oh my God, that woman's beautiful. Like, but she's is that, such a good wait, wait, is the rooftop fight the fifth or the fourth? The fourth. It's yeah, another one. I haven't seen, Does it, I haven't seen yeah, the it comes out every Wednesday. <laughs> the finale is on next Wednesday. But um, uh, to get back to Antlers, where I think... It did everything it tried to do pretty well. Um, it uh, did look really good suspense. It really portrayed its uh, character development well. Um, the unfortunately, the the screen time for the creature lacked a little bit because of it. But I don't mind that all in all because some of the best creature features they hold back the creature mm. for a long time, so you can get that big reveal. Um, I love the creature design. Films have gone the other way. Films yeah. have gone the other way. Shorty in the first so, scene. Yeah, and, and it takes away as well. So 18 it, Predators, you know. 18 like, Predators. Yeah, oh lads, calm down. They don't need money. That's why they're so good. Um, but, like, I just think when you ha- uh, looking at all its ingredients, someone lays out its ingredients in front of me, its creature design was beautifully original. Gorgeously grotesque is something I like to say about creature features. Uh, it's uh, I, I like the lore, even though they didn't get into it deeply enough for me. Uh, Jesse Plemons is a world class actor. I love Curry Russell; she's a great actress. A little dude that played Lucas. Um, I don't know his name. No, can you check IMDb? But he was he was absolutely fucking brilliant in it. Jeremy um, T. Thomas. Yeah, Jeremy T. Thomas. He was awesome, and he stole every scene he was in. Um, he did, didn't he? Such yeah, a young um, man. So all its ingredients, its central protagonist was good. Its um, secondary characters were brilliantly done by work, uh, really top-level actors, Jesse Plemons, Curry Russell. Um, the creature was a fucking incredible looking. It was very suspenseful, very gory. So for me, it pretty much had all the ingredients that I love about horror, except for the lore. So if you want to rate it, I'd give it like a 7, or, seven out of 10 or something, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's above yeah. average for sure. And especially with the creature design, it, it, it's uh, incredibly above average. Like, cause yeah, I'd give rarely, it an 8. So I think it's, I think, yeah, if I shave yeah. 2. Eight, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is definitely yeah. in that range though. 
Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, it's yeah, definitely 100%. a very... It's a very good creature feature, but at the same time, it's almost more about... Uh, it's more of a character story about 100%. neglect and poverty and the things that... Pretty much these kind of unspoken heroes. And it's even about abuse. It's something you never even touched on. Curry Russell's father abused her clearly. Sorry, yeah, because that's yeah. how the, the relationship between her and, her and Lucas. Because uh, he thinks he's been abused at home. Like, I've been abused at home and that's yeah. a simple story of abuse. But Yeah, yeah so it kind of and it shows these things that some teachers really stick out their necks to help kids that are really disaffected, yes. you know. so that's, it, that's why we paid them so much, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Fuck yeah. Them. And there was some brutal deaths, and what we're yeah. giving credit. There was That's some what I'm saying, like you know. Yeah. So it was equal parts car- uh, character story um, and equal parts horror. And even though I don't like a civics lesson in my horror, it never became distracted from the actual story. No, itself. no. So um, it, it was storytelling. It incorporated into it. So yeah. for me, Antlers was it worth the wait? Maybe not. Because I was expecting to be blown away by this, like, and thing. that's not anyone in the film's fault. Yeah, that's the thing about weights, man. It's yeah, not, exactly. That's, that's the not thing about weights. Increased anticipation. Increased, increased anticipation. It can crush yeah. a film, you know. Yeah, but um, all in all, I think it's a wonderful film, beautiful uh, creature feature, and I'm definitely going to be watching it again within the next week or two. It's a. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it again as well. Um, yeah, okay. So that was uh, that was Antlers, peeps. Um, peeps. If you, uh, yeah, peeps. Uh, I tried so it. I, think, I, I think, can't pull it off. <laughs> this is the last uh, invasion of Polystance for the year, Noel. Shit, yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, it's been crazy. Yeah, it actually has been a pretty crazy yeah. year. Yeah, and um, I just feel like it's a moment where I pick up an acoustic guitar. But before we all go, kids, sing all the song. <laughs> yeah so before we get the fuck out here I don't know when this is going to air but I'll say happy Christmas or happy holidays whatever to everybody but I don't know when this is going to air so if it comes out after the holidays fuck all y'all <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely if you're listening from America we hope you guys still exist by the time this airs <laughs> but um, yeah so uh, this was Invasion of Polly Snatchers I'm your host Vincent Green I'm your host Old John Tui. we got Caramac in the back that was Antlers check it out folks it's pretty fucking cool See you next time, motherfuckers. Happy holidays and maybe a happy new year. I have no idea when this airs. Peace.